everybody, Jeffrey Short here from MarketScale. Well, Energy Storage North America just wrapped up in San Diego, California. And right now we are pleased to be joined by someone who spoke at the conference. That is Hanan Fishman. He is the president of Alencon Systems LLC. Uh, Hanan, how are you doing today? Oh, doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Well, I wanted to get your perspective on ESNA. It just wrapped up. You were there uh, across the country in San Diego. So what were some of the themes or general takeaways that you saw uh, while you were on the West Coast? Oh, yeah, no, it was, it was very interesting. Um, I thought more so than anything, it seemed like the overarching theme to this year's ESNA was safety. Um, as you're probably aware, there's been a number of incidents both in the U.S. as well as Europe and particularly South Korea uh, where large-scale energy storage systems, quite frankly, have caught on fire. And, you know, that seemed to be a topic that was weighing heavily on, on many people's minds throughout the conference. So I was, I must admit, I was rather taken aback as to just how focused people were on that topic. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, safety is something you obviously just brought it up and you kind of took the question out of my mouth. I know that you just posted an article on LinkedIn about uh, some of those fires in South Korea in particular. What is sort of leading to those uh, issues and what, in response, is the industry doing to sort of figure it out? Well, that, those are those are great questions. I mean, if um, and I appreciate you alluding to that posting. We here at Alencon. So what we do here at Alencon is we build what are called power electronics, and specifically, our what our one of the things our products can do is actually alleviate some of the issues that we saw. So um, what those issues were specifically. The Korean government actually put out a study of 23 of these ESS fires um, to see what the common sort of links were to them. And some of the conclusions they drew that was one is a number of the fires were a direct result of un unchecked um, electrical faults, essentially what are called ground faults. Um, so um, also related to that was was is the fact that a number of the way these systems were all built is basically the way you build an energy storage system is, is you put a number of battery modules in series to create what's called a battery rack. Then you put a number of racks in parallel. So when you put things in parallel, current adds up um, in a container to create an ESS. So with the systems that they observed having caught fire, all of the racks were in parallel on the same DC bus, which what that meant was once a fault event occurred on one of the racks, it was very uh, susceptible to a very large fault current, which made basically meant a relatively small fault could create a quite large um, uh, event. And right. I think that, to me, that those are two of the real key takeaways from the Korean government's report. Of course, there were others, but but certainly those were, were two big ones. Yeah. How much communication yeah. is taking place from country to country? Are certain countries um, doing a better job of securing these ESSs? Well, I, I think in the case of Korea, I think one of the things that people don't know, and, and I'm, I'm, I very often am sort of the, the bearer of surprising news and I tell this <laughs> to people, is Korea is actually today the world leader in deployed megawatt hours of stationary ESS systems, wow. large scale. Wow. So I, I don't think that their problems are unique or due to a lack of communications. I just think simply put, they've been doing it for longer and with more systems than anyone else. And I think it's really just a numbers game, really. You know, yeah. more systems deployed equals more problems. So um, so I think I think I think it's just a, a data set really 
the data set issue that the Koreans have more of these systems deployed and as a consequence have, you know, a more significantly significant sample size of, of, of issues to have studied than perhaps elsewhere in the world. Yeah, and exploring IslandCon a little bit before this interview, I know you guys offer an IoT solution. Are there predictive maintenance tools or anything of that nature that can sort of quell these issues from popping up on these well, big energy storage uh, well, stations? Yes, I mean, that, and that's exactly what our products do. So, uh, so what our products are, what are called DC to DC optimizers. So. In essence, what they will, their primary role is to optimize the level of DC voltage between the battery racks and the DC bus. So that DC bus can be connected to an inverter, can be connected to solar. So there can be any variety of different reasons as to why you'll need one level of DC voltage coming off the battery and another um, onto that DC bus. I don't want to get into the details of that right now because right. that would probably sidetrack what, what, what we're interested in talking about. Mm -hmm. But sort of at, at one of the sort of real key elements as to how our product works is it utilizes an approach um, or a technology called galvanic isolation, which means it creates complete electromagnetic isolation between the input and the output. So in this okay. instance, between say a battery rack and a DC bus connected to solar or an inverter. So because of that isolation, the way, the way these systems work is, are that Batteries themselves are all floating. Battery racks all float. They don't have a, they're not grounded on the negative or positive pole the way, say, PV or solar typically is. And one of the reasons, or I would say the main reason that batteries float, and this is what battery manufacturers will tell you, is that because when they float, it essentially takes two fault events to, for something bad to happen. So because we isolate each rack uh, from ground, we can detect that first um, electrical event and then shut off that rack before anything bad happens. Um, so I would say that's that is, that's how we how our system provides, if you will, an early warning system of sorts in avoiding some of these ESS fire incidents um, that we've seen reported around the world. Yeah, it's all really interesting. And Hanan, thanks so much for doing this. I wanted to leave this last question with you as to just where can our audience find out a little bit more about uh, the issue of safety in energy storage or what AllenCon is up to? Well, in terms of what AllenCon is up to, of course, our website's a great spot, www.allenconsystems.com, A-L-E-N-C-O-N-S-Y-S-T-E-M-S.com. Um, and then in particular, if you're going to be there, I would direct folks to uh, a tab called the Learning Zone. And okay. one of the things where we're very into our, our publishing educational blogs on issues. And I would say in the past uh, three months alone, we've published three separate blogs on these safety issues, various aspects of them. We try to keep those uh, pieces shorter and to the point so that, you know, they're not overly, uh, overly bearing. But alternatively, you can also navigate to another tab on the website called White Papers, where um, there's a slightly longer form, deeper dive into into these issues and, and technological resolutions to them. Fantastic. Well, again, Hanan, thanks so much for doing this and have a great day. Great, thank you so much.